Welcome back to yet another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. Hello there. My name is Inez Bai. I'm your host and I'm also a health and mindset coach. For those of you that want to start to accept your body and experience food freedom so that you can also experience food freedom so that you can also experience freedom in other areas of your life. So today is going to be just little old me and speaking about my recent trip to Tasmania and the reason why I want to talk about this today is because I keep having these experiences where I really see myself in a totally different light and I have such a big moment of reflection. And this is so important to do and because otherwise it never feels like you're changing or you never realize how far you've actually come. And the only way that you can see your growth and see your progress really is by putting yourself outside of your routine, outside of your comfort zone so that you can see how you respond in a different way, so that you can see how your body feels and so that you can see how you listen to yourself in an experience that you once had and how different you are now. Because what can tend to happen is that we feel like we haven't gotten anywhere because our new level of understanding of ourselves has become so normal to us. But what's really important is to have these experiences where we actually do reflect and be like, okay, I am actually so much further than I was last year. So I'm gonna give you a little rundown around Tasmania, what we did, how I felt, how I felt around my friendships in my body and my relationship with So like I said, I had a like amazing chance to go down to Tasmania with my girlfriends. So I went with five other girls who I've actually all known from school. So I've known them for a really long time. Um, but this friendship circle, I haven't really been hanging out with a lot in the most recent years. And I think for me, it was actually really important that I went through a phase of letting go of some of my old friendships. And at the time when I was, and it wasn't like an active, like cutting off, I'm not seeing you anymore. There was no like beef between us at all. But I think what I really needed was space to grow into myself. And when you've been friends with people or even, you know, when you grow up in your family home, I've, I've touched on this idea, you kind of have to like fit into certain expectations of what they perceive you to be. And so that can make it really hard when you want to grow and shift. And even if you're becoming more authentic, when people are placing their expectations of you upon you, it can make you feel really like held back or it can make you feel less than because you feel like you're not living up to their expectations. And that obviously puts a wedge in your relationship. And then you start to feel guilty about the fact that you're not getting along as well. And they are like, what's going on with this person? And anyway... It doesn't mean that the relationship has to end or you have a fight or anything like that. It just means that sometimes you need some space so that you can really find yourself. And then the next time that you're reconnected with that person, if you are reconnected with that person, you can show up in a really authentic way and they can either take it or leave it essentially. But I think having that space allows you to grow comfortable in your own skin and in your own authenticity. And then when you do approach that friendship, if they are someone that really, or that relationship, if they are someone that really does support you, then they'll look at your growth and be able to be like, wow, good on you. Especially if you're more comfortable with it, because I think in the early stages of growth, you're kind of like, what am I doing? Who am I? Like you're letting go of all of these habits that you've probably been clinging onto for a really long time. And so to have someone next to you be like, well, why are you doing that? Or what are you doing that? Or what's the purpose of this can kind of feel a little bit like, overwhelming especially if they're trying to pull you back to what they know or who they know you as so I basically to cut it short not to cut it short at all but to kind of wrap it up in terms of that is I went on holidays with five other girls that I've known for a really long time that I haven't been hanging out with that long and I remember when I went to see my energy healer a really long time ago or not really long time ago it was like maybe six months ago so really not that long she brought up this group of friends and she said to me, 
you need to be grateful for this group of friends because without them kind of, I don't know, without them, I don't know how to explain it without, because I don't want to sound like that they actually did something to me because nothing inherently bad happened. It was just that we stopped kind of getting along and I felt quite, I guess, hurt by that. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I think I took on a lot of blame for it and blamed myself, which then again stopped like for not forced me, but it kind of made me subconsciously push people away and seek for validation in other ways. Like, you know, find new friendships or new workplaces or a new partner. That's been a really classic way of me um, coping with everything is just to put all of my eggs into a partner. So now that I'm living this new single life, it's been a really whole new experience for me to just be like learning about myself and to show up in the world in a way that I've never shown up before because I've never been this kind of person, this intuitive, this content in my skin and also being totally single. And that's like a whole thing that I think I will dive into on a later episode. But basically this energy healer was like, you need to be grateful for this um, friendship circle, even though you're not really close with them anymore. And that can be sad and it's totally fine to mourn it. But also that experience of kind of like losing yourself in that friendship and not feeling very secure in that friendship was really a catalyst for your growth and really forced you to get to know yourself better. And at that time, I wasn't super good friends with that friendship circle. And I felt kind of excluded, to be honest. And coming back into going to Tasmania with this friendship circle, I noticed that oftentimes it can be really easy to blame other people in whatever relationship it is, you know, whether it be friendships or the partner or our family members can be really easy to be like, well, they're not putting in effort or they're not being understanding or they're not really seeing me for who I am. But what I realized when I went on this trip was that my own insecurities and my inability to kind of be okay with who I was and my lack of yeah, comfort within myself and my obsession with dieting all the time was actually a huge factor that was holding our friendship back because I was not able to be authentic. And so that it meant that I was putting so much pressure on whoever I was with to make me feel better about myself or to laugh at my jokes or to give me compliments. And when they didn't do that, I would then just retaliate by pushing them away. So obviously that sort of friendship is not going to be very sustainable. And what I really noticed when I was back, you know, with this group of girls and kind of like the kind of conversations and the connections, I guess, you build when you're traveling are so different to the connections that you build when you're just having a coffee or catching up for a quick lunch. Because when you're traveling with someone and you're with someone for like, you know, five days straight, basically, the conversations that you have become deeper or you have more silly conversations because you're just like kind of more goofy and playful or you, you know, go to a winery together. And that's like a bonding experience as well. So like you have all these different situations that give you different uh, benefits or give you different experiences, which create different bonds and all of that kind of thing. I just really noticed how far I've come in my own self because like I was saying before, I really used to rely on other people's validation to even like really simple things like what are you going to have for lunch? Like this time I was like, I'm going to have this for lunch. I'm not waiting for anyone else. Like one night everyone wanted to have wraps and I wanted to have nachos. And in the past I would have felt really weird about that and thought, oh, like maybe I shouldn't have nachos because it's got chips in it and they're going to judge me and I'm going to gain more weight. They're going to be skinny and blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of creating this really big me versus them scenario, which was totally in my head. And so now that I've really done this work on myself and I can really say like I landed on Thursday morning and we caught like the first flight on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. And then that day we went to Mona, which is the Museum of Old and New Art, which is sick. Like if you go down to Tasmania, definitely go and um, go to that. And then after that, we just kind of like went back to the to the property that we were staying at, like one of my friend's houses. And we were just 
like relaxing. And I think I'm, I think I'm not around people that relax or I put a lot of pressure on myself to work a lot. So to just like kind of go to the museum and go out to breakfast and then come home and just like be at home from like 5 p.m. onwards and not have any other plans, not feel like I needed to work and just, you know, read. There wasn't a TV there actually, so that was quite relaxing. Um, And just read or play on my phone for a bit or just have conversations with no real agenda behind it was literally so therapeutic and me and my friend stayed up until like you know midnight talking and then we had a really big long sleep and I literally woke up on Friday morning feeling the most content and the most whole I have honestly ever felt in my life without being dramatic because as you know I've been through a breakup I've had some really highs and lows with my mental health over the past 12 months especially and I feel like over the past couple of months all of these experiences that I've had and all of these more challenging experiences have really led to me finding corners of myself that I didn't even know I had, but it's also given me such a deeper understanding of myself that coming to this, you know, um, journey, I guess, or this holiday, this mini getaway, I just was able to take a step back and just to like have time to integrate, AKA have time to let everything that I've done really land and to feel really proud of myself having sold out the peaceful body project, which has been a huge goal of mine for so long and having found so many beautiful soul aligned clients and getting to talk to them every single day and healing from this breakup and really overcoming the grief that comes from not only losing that person that was basically there for you in every single respect, but also losing that version of yourself that you were in that relationship as well. And now rebuilding a new version of myself and traveling and not traveling and moving out and also like kind of letting that settle and letting myself feel proud of that. Like it was just a really good moment for me to feel proud and to also realize that the reason why maybe these friendships weren't as stable as I wish them to be was not because that other person was to blame or that other person didn't like me. It was because I didn't like myself and I didn't think I was good enough. And I was projecting that onto other people subconsciously, obviously. And if someone had told me that that's what I was doing four years ago, I literally would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not true. I'm fine. Like I, I'm securing myself, even though I literally was not securing myself at all. And I was constantly pretending that I was fine. Um, But yeah, it was just like such a nice morning. And then we went on the Friday morning and we went to a winery that day. And at the winery, we were having lunch. And again, such a nice feeling for me to go there and just literally eat whatever I want, not feel guilty about drinking wine, trusting in my body. A lot of the work that I do as well with my clients is around drinking because I feel like alcohol can be a trigger for overeating. And a lot of that, I mean, it's all to do with our beliefs, right? But if we already have negative thoughts around food and we have um, like dieting restrictive patterns with our eating outside of drinking, but we kind of try to keep them at bay and we kind of try to like push them down and like forget about them. Of course, they're going to be the first thing that come up as soon as we start drinking. So a lot of the time I hear people saying like, oh my God, when I'm drinking, I just can't stop eating. And that to me is a really clear sign that actually it's not the alcohol that's causing you to eat more food because now I can drink alcohol and my eating habits are totally unaffected. It's actually your beliefs deep down that are being revealed through the alcohol because you kind of lose your inhibitions and you think, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever's in front of me. So in order to do that, it's about being really, really honest that, okay, if I'm eating extra because I'm drinking It's probably got to do with what I'm doing when I'm not drinking. And it's really taking radical responsibility for your own behavior. Once again, not blaming the external stimulus around you because alcohol doesn't really make you more hungry. Like 
it re- like I don't know it that's just like an urban myth and it doesn't have to be like that and you get to decide how you want to choose by saying that alcohol makes you more hungry you're giving away your power to the external stimulus and you don't have to do that you get to call back in your power and decide how you want to show up around food when you're drinking or when you're sober however most people wait too late and they're like trying to control their relationship around food once they're drunk and then they don't and then they have the fuck up moment and then they feel guilty and then the next morning they wake up and they have a food hangover and an actual hangover and everything's just spiraling out of control and they're like why did I do that and it's really about taking responsibility for it earlier on and changing your habits earlier on so that when you do have these experiences you're able to put into practice how you want to show up as your higher self one of the really key things that I get a lot of my clients to do is scripting. So I actually got this method from Peter Kelly. She's amazing. She's an author and a speaker and go and follow her on Instagram if you want, or her book is called earth is hiring. And she talks about scripting in that book. And it's basically where you write out a scenario. So whether it be a trip or an event or a job interview, even, or like a conversation with a loved one, you write out that scenario as if it's already happened in the most ideal way possible. So If I was to do it for my trip in Tasmania or like say if I was going to do it for a trip next weekend, I would write it in the past tense and be like, I was able to be really intuitive with my body and what I wanted to eat. And I was showing up authentically and I was having fun and I was drinking, but I felt in control and just really getting in depth of the feelings and the thoughts and the behaviors that you want to have on that trip. And then you're really creating a scenario in your brain for how you would love that event to go. And what's really, really cool about that is that we know that our brain, if you imagine something now or you actually experience something in the flesh, your brain cannot actually tell the difference. So by scripting, what you're basically doing is giving your brain a mental rehearsal of how you want the event to go. And we know that our beliefs and our thoughts will determine our reality. And what we perceive is how things will manifest. So set yourself up for success. And it doesn't mean that just because you scripted something, it's definitely going to come true, but it's going to be supporting you in your own behaviors and the way that you show up in the world in the best way possible. So anyway, we're at this winery, like I said, and um, the guy was like, oh, we've got tickets to a festival tomorrow. And the girls were like, yes, let's go. And I, in my brain, I could see my old version of me that would have felt stressed about going like, oh my God, alcohol, calories, like don't know if I should be doing it. I'm going to feel bad for drinking. Like I'm a fitness coach. Should I be drinking that much? Blah, blah, blah. But all the other girls wanted to go. And in my body, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's be spontaneous and let's just live a little. Like, isn't it cool that we're in Tasmania for this one weekend and we just happen to be right down the road from this winery that's having a festival on and we actually know the band. So we ended up buying the tickets and going. And it was just so fun because I think... For me, I used to go to a lot of festivals, but definitely for a different reason. So I would go to these festivals to just like totally escape from my reality and just get really fucked up, to be honest. And just totally like, like I said, escape from my reality. Whereas this time I just went to the festival to not have to escape anything. Like I already love my life. And I think this is a really important thing about drinking. And I definitely had like a good year maybe six months more where I would only kind of drink once one drink when I would go out or I would drive more often because I really needed that time to remind myself of who I was when I wasn't drinking and to remind myself that actually I can show up to events without always needing this liquid courage and have fun as well and I think you really just need to remind yourself and the big thing for me was that I really associated being a fitness coach or being in the health and wellness industry as someone that needed to be really clean and, you know, super healthy and never hung over and all fresh all the time. So it meant that every time I would go out drinking, I would be just overwhelmed with this feeling of guilt. 
And once I pinpointed that belief, I realized that, hey, guess what? We get to be both. Like I get to be really into fitness and nutrition and mindset. And I also get to drink and only I'm going to give myself that permission. And if anyone else questions that, that's on me to respond in a way that is best for me. And if it triggers me and it makes me upset, that's not that person's fault because you can never control what other people do anyway. You can only control your own wounds. And it's not up to you to tell that person, hey, you triggered me. Why would you do that? You need to fix yourself. No, no, honey, that is not what you do. In that situation, if something makes you upset, look at what is making you upset as opposed to trying to project it out onto that other person. And what used to happen to me, like I was saying, when I would go to these festivals, I thought I would kind of keep it a secret because I was like, I can't go to a festival and be a successful health and fitness coach. Whereas now I just decide, yes, I can. I get to be hungover and still really be into fitness and it doesn't take away from my self-worth. And that was something that really used to fuck me up. Like that's something that really gave me anxiety because I would, you know, get drunk that day and I would get really loose and I would just totally want to escape from my reality. So I would drink as much as I possibly could. And then the next day I would be really hungover and really anxious about the fact of like, how can I treat my body like this? And my body is a temple. And am I even a good coach? And what does this say about me? But actually it's just about affirming to yourself that you get to choose how you want to do and you chose to get drunk. And that does not mean that you're suddenly a bad coach or anyone looks at you differently. And if they do, then that's fine. They don't need to be a part of your life and they don't align with you anyway. And I'm definitely not saying that you need to go and get, you know, super lit every single weekend. And like I've spoken about on this podcast, I feel I speak about me getting lit every now and again on here because for a very, very long time, I felt very guilty about going out and drinking and having a good time. And it was a combination of what I thought other people to believe about me and what I thought the box that I should be fitting in. And it was also me feeling guilty about drinking calories and you shouldn't be drinking alcohol if you want to lose weight and blah, blah, blah. So now it's been so liberating and so much more fun. And I feel so much more empowered and in control of my choices to just like go out and I'm not drinking because I'm trying to take away from the scenario or I'm trying to escape anything. I'm drinking because I already feel content and I'm like, okay, maybe this will enhance the situation. And if it doesn't enhance the situation, I feel so empowered to just go home or to just stop drinking And that's something that's been really cool about being single is that I just love being able to leave an event whenever you want and not have to wait for anyone else. It's like, was quite jarring at first because I was like, oh, I'm leaving this event by myself. Like, who do I talk to? Who do I ask? And I was always kind of seeking that permission. Whereas now I'm like, I want to leave. And so I'm going to go. And that is just honestly the most therapeutic thing ever. So yeah, we went to this festival and it was really fun. And like I said, I did get a little bit drunk and I was at the winery and I was dancing and I'm going to put up a photo on my Instagram maybe today or tomorrow of my face because I got to see one of my favorite um, artists. I guess you could say her name's Alice Ivy and I've never seen her in concert and it was just like I was just literally loving my life. And then the next day I was hungover, but I was just so like, you know, relaxed and with my friends and I feel like it is so much easier to be hungover when you're with your friends all day because you kind of just like laugh about it and how like stupid you are. And we went to Bruni Island and we just like walked around and all I felt like was hot chips. So I just had hot chips. But like the way that I eat when I'm hungover as well is so different to how I used to eat when I was really battling with binge eating. Like I remember being hungover and I would just literally eat every single thing in front of me because I would just, again, completely lose any inhibition and I would lose my motivation to try and eat in a restrictive or in what I was calling healthy, even though it was super restrictive way. And I would just eat everything in front of me. Whereas now I don't find it hard to eat. You know, I'm still going to eat hot chips when I'm hungover and I love a burger or whatever, but I don't feel like absolutely like a bottomless pit 
because during the week I'm giving myself unconditional permission to eat foods. I eat a variety of foods all the time and I have done so much work in consistently questioning my beliefs around food. And anytime something comes up of like, oh, well, you shouldn't eat this because, you know, you already had carbs for lunch, so you should eat less carbs for dinner. I question that and I ask, is that really true? And do I really want that? Or what do I actually want? And I feel into my body. And this practice of feeling into your body and trusting yourself is a practice. That trust mechanism is uh, like a muscle. So it takes time and to be able to really hear it and to actually understand what your body is asking you. So I want you to know that if you're stuck in that phase right now where it feels like there's so many choices, so many things to listen to, so many things that you want to work on, that it's okay to just take it one step at a time. And where you are at right now in your journey is exactly where you want to be. But like I said in last week's podcast about listening to your intuition, it's less about what your brain is telling you. So if you can start to really let go of like the idea that something has to be productive or something has to be healthy or something has to be a certain way and start to feel into what your gut is telling you or what lights you up and just trusting that that is the right thing for you, that is going to be a really key step for you to figure out, okay, what do I actually want to eat right now? And reminding yourself that the work starts before the event. So before you're hungover, before you're drinking, before you're going into a situation that makes you uncomfortable, you really need to support yourself in the earlier stages, right? Like if you know that you're going on holidays with friends and normally you're comparing yourself all the time, instead of just waiting and seeing what happens and then reacting to that in a really um, disempowered way, if you know that you have a holiday and you've had an experience like that before, asking yourself, well, what can I do differently this time? And how can I show up in a way that is going to support me? And what, you know, how can I be open and what kind of support do I need? And just really like um, preparing yourself for that instead of just like, hoping for the best and closing your eyes and white knuckling it because I did that for so many years of my life and I now get to have so much more fun and I literally just feel so much more relaxed and it means that not only am I able to see things more clearly but it means that I'm able to listen to my body because when you're running around in your head in circles and thinking about oh my god I need to do this and this and this person thinks this and I don't look as good as this person and this person's not eating this and how many calories have I had and oh my god I can't believe I drank that much It's all that you're focusing on, right? And you're not actually able to listen to your body. You're not having a good time. You're not able to improve your relationships. So it all, filling up your cup is not selfish. Filling up your cup is actually helping you to open your mind to so many freaking opportunities. Um, So yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, Tasmania was just such a really reflective moment for me. And to be honest, I was so just present with my friends and I was just having fun and I was just not stressing about anything and I was going with the flow and it's really nice for me as a business owner and for someone that looks after a lot of clients all the time to have a holiday that's just totally organized for her and just to be able to like go with my friends and they're like do you want to do this and I'm like yep and I'll just do it and and then on the flip side if I don't want to do something to feel totally secure to be like no I think I'm just going to stay at home and just to really allow yourself to do that and like I keep saying no one is going to give you the permission except for yourself to do it so give work on that, like script it out, journal about it. Why, what's holding me back and what would I do more of if I wasn't scared? So I landed back on Monday morning and I was feeling really tired because we'd been to the festival and we'd been in Bruni Island and we'd gotten an early flight. And that afternoon I did something I never normally done when I get an early flight. I came home and I just allowed myself to relax in bed because normally I come home and I'm like, okay, I've been on holidays and I've got to get back into it, into routine, go to the gym, you know, reply to all the emails, blah, blah, blah. And I really just like hike up my nervous system as high as I can. But instead I was just like, you know what? I'm actually just going to come home, lie down for a little bit, relax 
relax and just allow myself to really come back home and return. And it was just so liberating for me again, because you have to teach your nervous system to slow down. You have to be intentional about how do I want to show up in this moment? And it can be really easy to run on automatic and just be like, okay, it's Monday. I've got to go, go, go. I've been on holidays, blah, blah, blah. And it's like asking yourself, do I actually need to do that right now? And what would actually be the best for me? Because often we're waiting to feel burnt out. We're waiting until we can't do anything more. And then then we'll be like, oh, well, I should relax now. But actually what I found was for me, by just giving myself some time to come home, to unpack my bag, to just be chill and just be a bit of a potato after a big weekend, was that really naturally I suddenly got inspired to do some work and I wrote a banger of an Instagram post and I replied to all my clients. And, you know, it's just you don't have to do your to-do list first and then do the work. Sometimes the best thing you can do is fill up your cup first because then the work that you do do will be so much more productive. And I know for me that I obviously don't have a normal job and I don't have to go back to, you know, an office and I get to kind of take my time. But also remind yourself that you're choosing to work in a job that is requiring you to be at certain places at certain time and you get to have boundaries as well and if you don't ask you'll never receive so instead of always forcing yourself to do as much work as possible ask if you can have a day where you work from home or ask if you can have the afternoon off it's really up to you to ask and to have that boundary and to know yourself and to know your worth so that you feel like you can ask those things because like I said it starts with you and you are the only one that can give yourself the permission I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love kind of giving you details of my life. I love hearing it from other people because I'm just super nosy and I want to know everything about everyone and all of their thoughts, feelings, concerns, like literally just peel back your mind and let me know everything that that is there. Um, if you ever have any questions, concerns, reflections, feedbacks, and so forth, I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram. I will then reply to you and we can have a little bit of a chat, whatever you need. Um, it would also be amazing if you could leave a rating and review on this podcast. You know that it helps other people to find the podcast and it also helps me to keep creating amazing content for you and so that we can keep this um, process of up-leveling together. All right, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.